This is going to sound like a joke, but I promise you it is not a joke. This is 100% true. There was a period of time in my young childhood where I genuinely thought being fired meant that they set you on fire. So needless to say, I thought the world was pretty metal. I was such a stupid kid. I have a vivid memory of being like six years old and overhearing my mom on the phone, like with the long twisty cord phone, those old phones with the long twisty cord that would get all tangled and you had to like let it dangle to unwind itself. A vivid memory of overhearing my mom talking to somebody and saying like, yeah, and Debbie's gonna get fired. And I'm like, what? She gets off the phone and I'm like, Debbie's getting fired? She's like, yeah. I'm like, they're going to fire Debbie? My mom's like, yeah, they're going to they're gonna fire Debbie. And I'm just like, oh my God, this can't, this can't happen. They're going to fire Debbie? <laughs> and I can only imagine my mom's reaction of just like, wow, my six-year-old really cares about Debbie's accounting job. This is strange. What a very caring and sincere daughter I've raised. Wow, she just really cares about other people and their occupations. And not, <laughs> just the whole time not realizing that I thought they were gonna set a human on fire. A human that I had met once. And that was absolutely terrifying. Uh, anyway, so I just had to share that. Do you hear my computer? Sounds like a rocket ship. Sounds like it's about to blast off into space. And also it's 100 degrees sitting here on my lap. Okay, good. It just stopped making the buzzing sound. It's been um, just kind of dancing around the 110s outside here in Vegas. I think we're getting up to like 117 this week. Ha ha, kill me. Um, I get reverse seasonal depression. I Can you not shake my microphone, please, Kevin? Kevin is now, well, for a second, he was up here on the little desk, which I realized last week watching the video back that you could tell dude wanted to jump up there and hang with me during the podcast, but there were, I had some toys up there. I think I had like uh, Din Djarin and Baby Yoda and it's like the big skull guy from Pirates of the Caribbean. I had that sitting up there and you could tell in editing that he was like, I want to jump up there, but there's stuff. You got to get this stuff out of here so that I can be Kevin and do my Kevin thing and jump up here. And I saw that and I'm a very considerate person. Again, like I just told you, I was concerned about somebody getting set on fire. I'm just a very caring, considerate person like that. I watched the video back. I took a mental note. I said, I'm gonna move the toys for my buddy who I hate. He's my friend, but I hate him. It's a very complicated relationship that uh, me and Kevin have, both Kevins. In fact, while I'm saying this, girl Kevin is just right over yonder just taking a massive dump. I can hear the scratching on the side of the litter box and it's very distracting. And she had all morning to do that. She had all morning to do that and she waited until right now, until we were filming, until I had this camera rolling and this camera rolling and this camera rolling and the microphone rolling on the laptop. I had everything set up and she's like, now's the time. 
Now's when I got to do it. So thanks a lot for that. Um, episode 10. Woo! What is that song? I don't even know what song that is. What is that song? Oh my gosh. I know what it is. <laughs> it's Crunchy Granola Sweet by Neil Diamond. <laughs> who I don't like Neil Diamond at all. Why was that the first song that came to my mind? I mean, that dong, that, that dong, oh God. That song does slap, by the way. That da 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 He's like, crunchy da 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 well, how does it go? He's like, <laughs> I just said, like, I love this song and it totally slaps and then I have no idea how it goes. He says, he's singing something and he's like, doot, doot, da do da 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 do da yeah. He's Neil Diamond and he can get away with lyrics like that. And then he has some, he says some words and then he's like, and everyone's like, heck yeah, this song rules. And also I think it's like an eight minute song. Anyway, uh, we're here at episode 10. Yay, Kevin is here. I'm, you're welcome for clearing your little area here so you could chill and hang out with me. Uh, but uh, this is awesome. I'm so glad that uh, we've made it this far because it's hard to stick to anything. Just being a human, it's hard to commit to anything. And I've done this every week for 10 weeks and that's awesome. Go me, woo! Um, also, this shirt is like double stick taped. It's double stuck taped, just all <laughs> So I don't have a wardrobe malfunction. Um, oh, did you hear that? Did you, hear, did you hear that? That was the collective sound of every listener going straight to the video. <laughs> to see if I do in fact have a wardrobe malfunction. Um, and that's fine. I'm cool with it. I'm also curious to see if it happens. Uh, I guess I'll take that opportunity to say, uh, thank you for watching both the video and listening to the audio. The audio goes out on all podcast platforms. The video is available on Spotify and YouTube. I throw the video up on YouTube after the fact, just so, um, you know, sometimes crazy stuff happens with the Kevins. Like one time the Kevins were fighting during the sugar and coffee episode. They just started fighting and biting each other in that chair during the episode. And um, it was pretty funny looking back on it. So sometimes the video is much nicer than the audio. So I got them both for you because I care. So I saw a tweet yesterday and by saw a tweet, I mean that I saw a screen cap of a tweet on Instagram from a year ago. Because that's how I see tweets. Because I left Twitter. Because I pieced out of Twitter and I thought, I thought that we were all doing it together. I thought we all agreed as friends on the internet, because we're all friends on the internet. I thought we agreed. Twitter's done. We're out. Let's go. Collectively, we're not gonna take it. No, we ain't gonna take it. When we marched out and we said, smell you later. And we left before the whole Elon thing happened, before just the, the, the debacle, the blue checkmark gate, just all of it. We were gone. Or at least that's what I thought. Turns out I left and all my friends stayed. Don't know what that's about. I thought um, we all agree. <laughs> this reminds me of um, 
a story that my friend James told me. He's the lead singer of Von Bold. And I, actually, I should have him on and he should tell this story, but I'm just going to I'm going to sum it up because it's so, so, so super funny. He told me that when he was younger, um, for some reason, there was like two different lunch periods. And when they separated the two lunch periods, it meant that he didn't get to have lunch with his girlfriend at the time in like high school. Um, <laughs> so he like uh, started a mutiny. Like he he headed like a revolt against the lunch at school, against the school. And he got everybody to just like do a giant walkout of class and be like, we're not gonna do it. We're not gonna take it. And I guess their slogan was like, uh, one love, one lunch. <laughs> and he was like, everybody was into it. He, he somehow rallied everybody. Uh, and they, yeah, they all just left their classes and went to the, the, um, the cafeteria. Some of them even had signs. He's like, I remember one kid had a sign that said like one love, one lunch. And he's like, you should actually go back to English class. You should, you should go back to class, sir. We will stay and fight the power, but you should go. <laughs> you spelled lunch as lunch. You should go back. Um, but anyway, that's his story, and I probably totally butchered it. But it's okay. He doesn't listen to this podcast, so it's fine. Wouldn't that be funny if t- this is the episode? He's like, I'm thinking about starting to listen to your podcast. I'm like, don't. Please don't. Um, but anyway, yeah, I thought that we all agreed to leave Twitter. And then what happened? Oh, look who's knocking. Look who's knocking at our cottage door. It's Threads. Threads is here. Threads is here. And um, look, here's the deal. I'm not often wrong. That's a lie. I'm wrong all the time. I'm often wrong. I am often wrong. (laughs) Even last week's episode, I stated that... uh, the, the song Pride, In the Name of Love by Bono, I claimed that he said the phrase in the name of love 16 times versus the one time he says pride and how upset I was that they named the song Pride when he says in the name of love 16 times versus the one time he says pride. So call it in the name of love. Turns out I was wrong. <laughs> he actually says it 17 times. And it's extra funny because I was like totally patting myself on the back. I was like, yes, I'm my own producer. And I gave myself a fun fact and I wrote it in my notes and I'm prepared. Uh, And I was still wrong. So just failing left and right, just uh, failures. But you know what? You know what I've learned? It's okay that I'm wrong about everything because I never talk about anything important. (laughs) It's only important to be right when you're talking about important things. But when you're talking about absolute nonsense like I do on this podcast every week it's totally fine to be wrong uh because who cares like the PR nightmare of Burlington Coat Factory and I believe episode two or three I just ranted for a very long time about how much I hated Burlington Coat Factory and how they need to rebrand because the name is too long and I was very upset and then so many people are like it's actually not called Burlington Coat Factory anymore it's called Burlington you were wrong boom gotcha and I was like, yeah, I'm just, you're right. I'm totally wrong. But also Burlington Coat Factory, it does not matter. So it's okay that I'm wrong about it. But anyway, what was I saying? I was saying that I am often wrong, but it feels to me that this new Threads app, which is part of the Facebook, Instagram, cinematic universe, it seems to me that Threads is exactly the same as Twitter. It's the same, guys. It's the exact same. There was no innovation taken whatsoever. 
No out of the box thinking, just do the same thing. Do the same thing. There's no innovation. There's no, there's no innovation. There's no innovation. We are little red riding hood <laughs> and Twitter is the wolf dressed up as threads. And he's a knocking. He's a knocking on our cottage door. And we open it up and we go, huh? And he's like, oh, hello, little girl. It's just me, Threads. Grandma, what? Um, gee, you look a lot like Twitter. Nope. I'm just Threads. I'm totally different. Really? You look exactly... You look exactly the same. What big features you have? What very familiar features you have, uh, Mr. Threads? Nope. I'm just, yep, I'm just Threads. I'm not Twitter. I'm definitely totally different. Um, So, uh, yeah, Threads is the same as Twitter. And I was bringing this up to somebody. I was complaining about it, probably to Kevin, because he's really the only one I talk to about deep, meaningful issues such as Twitter and threads. And I was like, um, no, I was talking to a real human this time. <laughs> I, re- I was talking to a real human about this. I was, I was talking to my friend and I was like, this is so dumb. Why didn't they do anything different? Why did they just take Twitter and slap a new face of makeup on it and then call it threads? And my friend was like, well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I'm like, but it was broke. It was so broke. <laughs> Twitter was so broken and it still is. (laughs) That's why we all left. And by we all, I meant me who thought it was all of us at once, but it was really just me. Twitter was mean. They were mean to me on Twitter. I got yelled at a lot. It didn't matter what you said. You could say, I like cats. And then everybody would be like, how dare you discriminate against dogs? And then it was just a cesspool. I'm sorry to say, but it used to be fun, but now it's broken. <laughs> it's Borkin. Um, <laughs> one time when I was living in my apartment complex in Portland, Oregon, uh, the elevator broke and me and my friend Drew thought it would be super funny um, <laughs> to just leave ridiculous signs on every floor. So we went to every floor and we taped signs to the elevator that said elevator Borkin <laughs> on every floor just to confuse people. And I thought it was hilarious. And I still think it is hilarious. I don't think it was childish and immature at all. I think it was super funny and I would do it again today. So yeah, it was, um, it was broken. What on earth was I talking about? I have gone on no less than eight tangents. Um, is it in my notes? It is in my notes. Okay. Back to the beginning, just rewound. I saw a tweet and by saw a tweet, I saw a screenshot of a tweet on Instagram from a year ago. And that tweet said, I'm so glad that as a generation, we've all agreed to stop ironing our clothes. (laughs) And I related to this so much (laughs) because look, it's true. I do not have time to iron. Who has time to iron? What? You think I'm going to take time out of my day to get wrinkles out of my clothes? Honestly, it's an exercise in not giving a crap what other people think. Look, if it's real, real, real bad, I'll figure something out. But for the most part, a little couple wrinkles here, a couple wrinkles there. Not a bother, brother. Is that an expression? That's like an Irish expression. Like, not a bother, brother. Not a a bother, boy. Or something like that. Anyway, um... 
taking a drink because I'm sweating because it's a thousand degrees here in Nevada. Um, yeah, no, I don't have time to iron. Who has time to iron? Oh, you want me to iron? What do you want me to do next? Get all the garbage out from the backseat of my car? Clean my shower? Match up all my socks? Oh, throw away all of my old tennis shoes because I have new tennis shoes and I don't wear them anymore? What if someone comes to me with some kind of event where they say, wear old shoes that you don't mind ruining? Hey, we're going to go on a hike where we're going to get real muddy. Make sure you have tennis shoes that you don't mind completely destroying. Well, it's a good thing I have 10 pairs of old tennis shoes in my closet that I will not throw away. What, you want me to go through those? You're asking a lot, buddy. Um, But I do believe that in the world of flattening fabrics, you have two types of people, right? You have two types of people. You have steaming people and you have ironing people. And you have a very other small group of like the third type of people who like get things dry cleaned, but like they're aliens and we do not relate to them at all. What is your life? So you got steaming people who... um. (laughs) they hang up their their little garment and they get their steamer and they're just like, they tickle the garment, right? They're like, they tickle it with the hot steamer. Like, oh, you like that? Yeah, just relax, just relax. And then an hour later, they maybe have like, I'm sorry. And then an hour later, they have like five wrinkles out of their shirt that has 800 wrinkles. But they're just, they're giving it a little spa day, right? Ooh, feel that. That hot steam, yeah. Mm. Just tickle, just tickle the fabric. And then you have the other type of people who torture the garment by holding down a hard, flat iron and pushing down as hard as they can until they hear that like, "Ah!" like scream from the iron. "Ah!" You're torturing your garment. I will get these wrinkles out. "Ah!" You like hear the steam coming out of it. Um, so those are the two ways to flatten out, uh, to flatten out fabric. And I'll tell you, one way works better than the other. It's the torture. Anyway, um, (laughs) okay, I know where I'm going with, uh, my other notes here. Again, I said this in the last episode, but I'll often make notes for myself on this podcast the night before and then read it the day of and be like, I have absolutely no idea what kind of insane ramblings these are. I can make no sense of it. They're basically hieroglyphics to me. Um, But back to... uh, (laughs) Kevin, you don't want to come back? He's just lounging over my, my guitar over there, staring at me, distracting me as usual. Um, so I was thinking about how funny it is that I'm sure that 99% of Instagram users, you know how you can save a post? I bet like 99% of Instagram users have a whole folder on Instagram full of saved posts titled travel. (laughs) Top five luxury hotels to stay in, in Switzerland. Oh, yes, I'm definitely going to stay in one of these luxury hotels when I go to Switzerland, which is a place I've never been to and certainly cannot afford to go to anytime soon. Yeah, (laughs) I'll save that. I will definitely want to look back on this. I certainly cannot just Google search it at the time when I need it. I'll need to save it now. (laughs) 
Like, no, we're not going to any of these places. And I, I do the same thing. I have so many posts saved from like, get a discount on a five-star luxury hotel resort in Monaco and like Norway and like all these places. I ain't going there. I'm not going there. It's not happening. If I go to Switzerland, I'm going to stay in some dude named Jurgen's Airbnb apartment um, that has like a great view of the bus stop, if I'm lucky, which is convenient because then I can walk there. I can walk to the bus. Uh, that's what we're going to do when we're in Switzerland. Um, and I don't know, I was, I was looking through my saved, my saved Instagram posts in the travel folder and I, I came across Newfoundland and I just started laughing. Just, it hit me in the moment. I don't know. Maybe I had a cocktail at that moment. I don't know, but it just hit me and I'm like, Newfoundland, Newfoundland. That's like, the, that's the laziest name for a country. I think it's like a province. Is it a province or an island? What is it? For like, whatever it is. It's like the, it's like the laziest, it's the laziest name. And in my head, I like to make up fake backstories for things. I like to make up stories for things that, that never happened, but in my mind, they're super funny. I don't know if this is part of like, if you really do a deep dive, it's some kind of like, um disassociation technique. I don't know. Not going to ask a therapist about it because I don't want to know. But anyway, um, I immediately had it in my mind. I'm like, how did, how did this happen? How did Newfoundland get discovered? So in my head, I'm going to tell you right now, even though you didn't ask, I'm going to, I'm going to explain to you how I, how I think it happened. And I'm not going to look it up 100%. This is wrong, but this is just what I think. So I think there were some discoverers explorers we'll call them and they're in their boat and they're on the ocean they're feeling the waves yeah feeling the wind in their hair vomiting over the side every once in a while because they didn't have what's that medicine that you drama mean they didn't have drama mean back in the day <laughs> so they're just like they're explorers they are the rock stars of the world right at least they are in my mind, they are the rock stars. And they're taking their big wooden ship and they, they land on a new world, a new world. And they're like, we did it, boys. <laughs> they discover a land, they're stoked. That night they go back to the boat. They have the sickest party ever. They get lit. They're drinking, they're partying, they're like, uh, 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 uh. but it's like a, it's like a violin because <laughs> they didn't have like a guy with a laptop. It was just like, re, 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 and some people with some violence and some like a mandolin and, you know, like a guy like, um, you know, banging on some like old boxes for drums. And, um, that's how I imagine the party. And they're just like, we did it. We're explorers and we found a new country. Yeah. Go us. And then here comes the, this, like the intern, <laughs> he's like an unpaid intern with those billowy capri pants. And he's like trying to make his way through the party. And he's like, excuse me, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Oh, pardon me. Excuse me. Just dodging beer steins this way. And that just, oh, 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 excuse me. And he goes up to the explorers and he's like, excuse me, sirs. Um, wait, I know that you're having a great time here in, you, uh, you, in your boat party, but uh, we discovered a new land. And that means we need to fill out the appropriate paperwork. And the explorers are like, paperwork? Just like throws a beer and he's like dodging it and he's like I'm not filling out no paperwork <laughs> and 
And the interns are like, yes, but we need to name the new land. We have to come up with a name. And the drunken explorers are like, um, well, um, let's just call it New Found Land. You want to call your new country New, F- new Found Land? Yeah. Call it New Found Land. And then tomorrow we'll come up with like a better name. But just like, we'll just write it down. She throws another beer stein. Oh, yes, sir. And he scurries away. <laughs> and then they forget. And they totally forget to come up with a new name. Um, and then they sail back to uh, their home country, wherever that is. Again, I immediately forgot all history that I've ever learned in school. The second I graduated, just flew out of my mind as fast as possible. Um, but they go back to their home country, and the higher-ups are just like, really? Newfoundland. Really, Mike? You called it Newfoundland? And Mike's like, in my defense, it's pronounced uh, Newfoundland. (laughs) It's pronounced Newfoundland, you uncultured swine. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So Ham in Toy Story in like, what, 1995 or whatever? So Ham in Toy Story, in the original Toy Story, calls... Um, no, not ham. Mr. Potato Head calls ham an uncultured swine in the first Toy Story because ham doesn't know who Picasso is. (laughs) So do you remember this? Mr. Potato Head rearranges all his face parts. Um, and he's like, look at me, I'm a Picasso. And ham is like, uh, I don't know what that is. And he's like, you uncultured swine. And when I was a kid, I thought that was the sickest burn. I thought that was, I thought that was the height of insults. And so I filed that away and I still dish it out every once in a while because I think it's savage. Um, okay, I have to pause just for a second. I gotta restart this camera. Okay, quick side note. Did you guys know that Picasso died in 1973? What? I could have sworn to you that he was like in the 1700s, like eight, like at least with like Vincent Van Gogh. When did Van Gogh die? Starry, starry night, paint your canvas. Okay, yeah. So Van Gogh died in 1890. I could have sworn that was like Picasso would have been right there with him. But no, dude, Picasso died in 1973. That's crazy. It would make so much more sense if he was actually born in like 1400 and he lived in some kind of like crazy little remote village, just in like a house way out by by himself, um, just in like the Spanish countryside. He's Spanish or Italian? Picasso. I want to say Spanish. I don't know. But again, I forgot all history I've ever learned. But anyway, uh, like he's like in a tiny little thatched roof cottage out in the countryside, too poor to own a mirror, right? He doesn't have a mirror. There's no water around. He has no reflection. He has no ability to see a reflection whatsoever. And that's why um, he starts painting faces the way he does <laughs> because he's, he's never seen a face other than his own. He's, uh, he's an orphan. And he was born in this, this thatched roof cottage and then both parents immediately died and he had to raise himself and the donkeys helped uh and again no mirrors whatsoever no water no reflections he's just a dude and he starts painting and he's like i'd like to paint a picture of a man but what does a man look like 
is there one around? There's not. And then he just starts feeling around his face and he's like, well, my nose is kind of like, kind of goes that way. And then he paints his Picasso face picture. <laughs> this is what I'm telling you about how I like to make up um, fake, uh, fake history for things. Did my camera just say it paused recording? It better not have. Okay, we're good. Um, yeah, I like to make up fake backstories. Um, but anyway, okay, what is it really? I'm going to read this. Okay, back to Newfoundland. After European settlement, colonists first called the island Terra Nova from New Land in Portuguese and Latin. The name Newfoundland came from the translation of the Portuguese name. Yeah, so I'm totally right. I'm totally, I'm totally right. Yep, Newfoundland. <laughs> I'm right and I will not hear otherwise. Oh, okay, so Newfoundland and Labrador are like basically the same, right? They're like Canadian provinces. Dude, they better have so many dogs. <laughs> they better have so many dogs. Oh yeah, we got a quick stop over in Newfoundland and uh, Labrador, and then we're gonna head over to the Jack Russell Terrier Islands. They better just have so many dogs. <laughs> All right, what else does this say? God, you know the problem with these Wikipedia articles? They have so many words. Look at all these words. I just black out when I see all this text. Mm. Um, okay, but anyway, my main point is that I feel that I spent more time trying to come up with my Pokemon Go username than these explorers did coming up with the name Newfoundland. Um... <laughs> Like, it's so lazy. Like, like when they name things like new something, right? Like New Mexico. No, it's not. It's not. Call it something to New York, New Jersey. No, it's just pick something different. Yo, you finally discovered something? Name it after yourself. Call it Brian Land. Yo. <laughs> Although, I don't know. Um... I can't really speak on any of these subjects because I know nothing, <clears throat> but uh, I've never even been to New Mexico, so I don't really know. Maybe it is New Mexico. Anyway, my Pokemon Go username is Toots McDougal. Love to see a country named that. Um, all right, I've already gone. I've gone too far. I've, she's gone too far. I gotta get rid of this, this laptop. However, I did, gosh, I did promise that I would tell an Amanda story. I did a, okay, so on Spotify, I'm going to make this quick. On Spotify, I, I do like polls and questions. You guys can like answer, chime in, start chiming in, right? Love when people chime in. Um, I've been in the comments of YouTube, uh, on Instagram. That's why I talk to you guys. But anyway, Spotify, I've been able to like come up with like a unique question in a poll every single week. And I've been dabbling in that. And one of them was like, who would you like to hear more about as a guest star on all that? And everybody like overwhelmingly was like Amanda Bynes. And again, I don't know if you're here for like tea or gossip, but I don't have that. I, I pretty much like everyone and I have a great experience with like everyone. I have like very, very few negative celebrity encounters. Uh, and I'm, sh I, which I won't talk about. I say that now, but then like fast forward to like episode 200 of temperamental. I'm like, let me tell you about, <laughs> I don't even want to say a, a, a celebrity because then they'll be like, what? Like, let me tell you about Adam Levine. <laughs> Terrible example. I had a great encounter with Adam Levine. It's just the first name that came to my head. Anyway, so I was a huge Amanda Bynes fan when I 
joined the new cast of all that. I, uh, I was obsessed with the Carol Burnett show and the Amanda show was basically just the Carol Burnett show for my generation. So of course loved it. Dancing, bring in the dancing lobsters. I wish I could do that with the Kevins. Be like, bring in the disgusting, smelly Kevins. And then they just come in and they dance. Uh, And then they they peace out. I would love that. Uh, We're going to work on that, guys. Rehearsal tomorrow, please. Thank you. So anyway, I was obsessed with the Amanda show. And then uh, I got to be on all that. I was chosen as one of the cast members. And uh, everybody knew that I loved Amanda. I was not (laughs) silent about it. And I wanted to meet her, I wanted to meet her, I wanted to meet her. Um, and finally, there was one day where Dan Schneider was like, hey, Lisa, um, the writers and I, we like, we have a surprise for you. Like, will you come up to the, the offices? So I went up to the offices and on speakerphone was Amanda Bynes. And Dan went, hey, Amanda, so there's somebody here who, here who wants to say hi to you. And I'm like, Amanda who? <laughs> Like Amanda binds you, idiot. And I'm like, ah! and I remember I just screamed at the top of my lungs. And I was just like, I, I went as most crazy fangirl as any girl has ever fangirled. That was the height. That was it. Um, and sh- I remember her like, so, she's so sweet. And she, it was like so awkward for her. Cause I remember her just being like, huh, what? I, I, I can't understand. I can't understand a word she's saying. And I was just like, hi, Amanda, my name is Liz, and I'm so and she's like uh, what I don't I can't I don't um the connection I think is is bad and they probably scream some more and they're like okay okay I'm okay Lisa that's enough okay bye Amanda um and uh, so I'm not sure if that was even considered having a conversation it was mostly just me screaming at her over a speakerphone and her being very very kind until we hung up um so that was my first experience with Amanda I'm so glad I got to like get that out of my system before she actually came to the set because she came to the set and she guest starred. And I want to say she did an episode of sugar and coffee because I have a picture of her on the set of sugar and coffee, like with me and Kyle, like with our arms around each other, like, Hey, what's up? But I don't really have any recollection of doing that sketch with her. I can't imagine that we would (laughs) put her through the torture of the sugar and the coffee orbs, you know, like I can't imagine that we would douse her in the 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 waterfall of sugar and you know the onslaught of the coffee I like I can't imagine we would do that to her she's beautiful and she was wonderful like there's no there's no way um so I'll have to go back and look up that sketch on YouTube to see what actually happened but I know she did like a know your stars and um she was just all around the sweetest person they say don't meet your heroes I met my hero and she was so kind and sweet and wonderful and I have a lot of pictures with her um And, uh, that was, I believe, no, that was not the only time I met her. I did a couple promos with her after that. Um, like with Nick Cannon and the, you know, the guys from brothers Garcia and Ned's declassified and Drake and Josh, every once in a while we'd get together on the set of, uh, of all that or at Nick on sunset, which was where we filmed, uh, Nickelodeon studios on sunset Boulevard in Los Angeles. And we would go get together in the parking lot and film like promos for our shows and for the channel in general. Um, so I remember I did a couple of those with her, but I think even then I was still like too nervous to talk to her and hang out with her. But I just have this wonderful, wonderful experience meeting Amanda and her not only being kind and sweet to me, but just going out of her way to do so. I'm sure she, I'm sure many people told her that 
hey, the little girl with the red hair, she looks like a psycho. She acts like a psycho, but she, we swear she's cool. So just, and she loves you very much. Um, so please just be nice to her. <laughs> I know your first instinct is going to be to hide, to hide from her because look how intense she is. Look at her over there. Wow. Super intense. Look at her looking at you with those big, crazy eyes. Is she twitching? She's certainly shaking. Oh no, she's, um, she's coming this way. Don't hide. Just be nice to her. Okay, bye. <laughs> So I think that maybe that's what happened. But anyway, um, Amanda was awesome. And I wish her so much luck in everything that she wants to do. She can do whatever she wants. It's her life. Who are we to judge? She can do it. I love her. I wish her the best. Um, it's been episode 10. Hey, Thank you guys for watching. I am starting to toy with the idea of getting some co-hosts in this chair, like rotating co-hosts, just every once in a while, bringing in a friend, had the, having them talk. I know Gerard, the completionist, I just did a podcast with him and he's like, I want to do it. So we're going to have Gerard in this chair telling some awesome, funny stories. Once again, the audio goes out on every podcast platform. The video is on Spotify and YouTube. Check it out. I did not have a wardrobe malfunction. I don't think, I don't know. I haven't really been just staring down there the whole time uh thank you guys for your support that's all i got for you peace out i can't believe i genuinely thought that businesses set their employees on fire when they didn't want them to work there anymore I was a strange child and nothing has changed. Okay, let's be done.